Hello there, and welcome to the Grappling with God podcast, where we talk about grappling with our faith, family, and obviously, jujitsu. We are your hosts, Aaron Troby and Kurt Kroll. So this is episode one, part one, take, take two. two. Got it. So what happened was we recorded 26 minutes of solid, solid stuff. Like, like we, we were had a good conversation. Come to find out, microphone wasn't working. So little tip it to always have. It could not have gone any more perfect, too. It was like the room was dead silent, everything but the... Everything was good. Come to find out. You should always test your microphone, make sure it works before you record. So that's what this session's for. <laughs> so that takes care of the blooper, right? Luckily, because... we have about an hour. So I have a schedule for about one more hour anyway. We're not going to get as much done as we wanted, but we at least got some stuff figured out, and that's what today was for. So, all right. So still very excited about episode part one. Yes. And now this is all going to be mainly about you. Uh your walk in jiu-jitsu, and your walk in faith, um, and how we got here. Mm-hmm. So take it away, my friends. Well, when it comes down to talking about how I got into, well, really more accepted, rather, and started creating a relationship with Jesus, kind of stems more from my walk in jiu-jitsu first, because that's kind of like, you know, like the chronological order in a way. So, originally, when, you know, when I was around 18 or so, I was introduced to a guy named Johnny Vasquez. He's the owner of Greasy Jiu-Jitsu Upper Valley, which is actually where we're at right now up in the office recording. Um, I was introduced to him by a mutual friend to, and, you know, started training. We got into doing jiu-jitsu mainly, but I originally I started coming to him because I wanted to start you know, becoming a fighter. It was always talk. Like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And once we started training, you know, we kind of connected really, really well. And that ended up leading into him starting to teach me life. You know, he kind of took on a father role, father figure in my eyes, rather, um, in my life, because I didn't grow up with a dad. And, you know, all the stuff he was teaching me is like stuff I watch kids learn from their dad in like movies, TV shows, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Here's how you properly exercise. Here's how you, you know, properly do this. Here's how you write a resume. I mean, he taught me all this stuff. And, you know, I was never a bad kid. I just did stupid stuff and hung out with stupid people. And just, you know, just did what I did. In the, in the first session, you called them um, posers, right? They... Uh, a few, yeah. You know, you are who you hang out with. So I had to hung out with it couple different types of groups by the time I had already met him. You know, I had hung out with people when I lived in Indiana um, that weren't always going down the right path, but, you know, that were like thugs, you know, and they are, you know, they are. And that's how well, I kind of started to kind of turn into a little bit. Then I moved out here, started hanging out with different types of people, you know, uh, growing up, hanging out with kind of more nerdy kind of kids too. You know, when I hung out with certain groups, I was associated with the lifestyle of that group, you know, like, did I have any friends and stuff when I hung out with like the more nerdy kids? Yeah, them, 
like that was it. But we weren't like super popular and hung out with everybody and played all these sports or anything. You know what I mean? And then when I moved out here and I met the people that said they were thugs and said they did this and said they did that, but they did it, then I started to kind of become more like that. So, yeah, I just hung out with so many different types of groups and I was just, I wasn't going down a a horrible path. I wasn't going down any path after I got out of high school when I met him, you know, I was just, what are you going to do with your life? I don't know. What do you want to do? I mean, I want to be a fighter but I don't want to do anything that it takes to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And having Johnny get introduced into my life really threw me into like, Hey, like I'm your friend, but what you're doing is stupid. So you should probably start doing this and stuff like that. You know? And, and as much as my ego would kick in, like, Oh, I don't back down. I don't give up all that crap that I would say I would do. You know, it was good to have that in my life because I didn't have a whole lot of that. I had male role models in my life that helped me. But he was the first one that actually really, really spent so much time with me and helped me do a lot. We would constantly talk about God, and I would argue. Uh, I grew up, you know, atheist, saying, oh, I'm, I'm an atheist because I wanted to be poor. My friends, I wanted, you know, they, uh, when I was in high school, I went to a school that was mainly Mormon. And I'm not Mormon myself now, but, you know, I would always argue, well, I don't believe in, I don't believe in God, you know, and then. The more I started to learn stuff about God, that taught me, hey, as you learn, it doesn't really make sense to be an atheist. Like, it, it, it doesn't, in my mind. So that turned into me being agnostic. And him, being the way, you know, how he was in my life, he would, wouldn't force it on me, which is what I was used to. He would just talk to me about his experiences with God and his experiences. And he'd be like, you know what? I hear what you're saying, but what about this? And he would give me, and it would make me think like long after I would leave his house after training, you know? And I would think about it like, wow, like what he would talk about. Like, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense about this. Eventually, you know, he helped me get a job. Um, there was other people involved, my mom and stuff like that. There was stuff I had done that when I was in high school uh, that helped me get the job as well. But he was the one that helped me write the resume. He gave me some shoes to wear. He bought, he gave me some clothes to wear. And, you know, he's like, here's what you do. Here's how you do an interview. Here's how you give your resume. You don't walk up to the cashier. You ask for the manager in a very nice way. Obviously, you don't want to see Mm -hmm. we know who, right? We don't want to bring that name in, but we don't want to act like certain kinds of people when we ask for the manager. And when you get to see the manager, you talk to him nicely. You hand him your resume or her, you know, and that's it. And you try to do it. And I did. I did it. And, you know, it landed me a job. I brought people that I worked with to jujitsu. They started learning about it. They just so happened to go to church near me. They would talk with me about it. Um, we would hang out and play Dungeons and Dragons, and they would bring up topics, and I would not argue, but we would debate. You know, it was a friendly debate. And what I love about how God made me is I have always been kind of open-minded, but I've always been around very close-minded people. And because I was so open-minded, I was able to suppress my ego and listen to people when they would say, hey, what you're doing is wrong or what you're doing isn't smart or this isn't the best for you right now, maybe later on, you know, and being able to listen to that and being like, you know what, they're probably right. And being able to suppress the ego was very, very helpful um, in, in all of these. And I still struggle with it. Um, over time, you know, I just kind of started to get attracted to the idea of going to church. But I was like, I never really have time, you know, 
church isn't going to a building and going to church. Church is hanging out with your friends. Church is talking about God with your friends, talking about God after training sessions, talking about God when you are playing Dungeons and Dragons or something. That's church. Not going to a building, sitting and listening to it. You know, is that bad? No. And I do that, you know. And that's not to say you shouldn't go to church. Yeah, not saying you should not go to church, but a lot of people think like that's what church is. No, that is not what church is. Church is what what I just explained, you know. And if you're not taught that, which I never was, that's what I thought church was. We went on Christmas, we went on Easter and stuff. We didn't go every Sunday. So you were CEO Christians, right? Just Yeah, pretty much. On the on the days that really mattered, you know, you put on your Sunday best. Yeah. And that was your qualification, which for a lot of people that is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that, and you know, and something's better than nothing. But if you're, if you can do more, you should, you know, in my opinion, I think, I think you should. And that's one thing I was taught by Johnny too. It's like, you know, if you can do more for people, you should. Do you have to? No, but that's what makes it better. You know, that's how I, that's how I took it. He obviously explained it different, but that's how I understood it. And then, you know, over the years, after becoming attracted to the idea of going to church, I had a Sunday off and I was like, you know what? I'll do it. Why not? Wasn't really in a, in the greatest time in my life anyway. So I just went, loved it. You could hear me laughing from across the room. You mentioned the last session that you could, you know, when I laugh, cause it's got this like real, like it's, it's kind of like a mix between SpongeBob and Peter. <laughs> I would say. Wait, SpongeBob and who? Peter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. And yeah, you know, and it made it made me. It, it was fun, bro. It was fun. And then they invite. It was. I was invited back to go to this comedy event like later that night. The guy is. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna have to get his name again. But we started talking, and he's a comedian, but he talks about God too. And, he, and one of the things he was explaining that really resonated with me was, you know, when God's giving you a gift, you have to. You know, sometimes we're holding on to something so tight. Like imagine holding on to something. And then someone's trying to give you something else. And all you have to do is let go to grab it. But we don't want to let go, right? And so when someone gives you a gift, you have to let go of whatever it is that you're holding on to that's preventing you from taking that gift, right? Like the grace of God, right? Or a gift from a friend or any, whatever it is. And, um, you know, you just, you just got to let it go. So easy though, right? No. It's definitely easier said than done because we get stuck in this realm of comfort, what we have is comfortable for us and it doesn't matter if it's toxic and it's hurting us, but it's what we know. Yeah. And it's that fear of the unknown that scares us. Yeah. So letting go of that is the scary part. Uh, and during the first session, we had mentioned ha- having a submission on somebody Yes. and not wanting to let it go because we say we've got this and we can, we can end the fight. Yeah. But we either compromise our position or we tire ourselves out to the point where we lose. Yes, you lost the position, possibly even lost the you know, the role, the fight, whatever it is. And and that, you know, and that really I love learning about God through jujitsu. And it's been and it's or even vice versa. I like learning jujitsu through God. Recently, and this was something we didn't get to talk in the about the, in the in the yeah in the first one because of we were just so in on another topic but when Henry and Hito and Gracie came out with the thirty two principles of jujitsu mm-hmm. 
and I was watching their little intro to it. I haven't watched all of the principles. I've watched some of them. Immediately, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? These are principles to life. Like what you guys are talking about, and we're actually planning on doing episodes on this later on. Uh, so a little preview for, for later on. But I was like, these are principles to life. I remember I was washing the dishes. I was listening to what Henry was saying. He was saying something about one of the principles, and he said something. I was like, whoa, that same thing in life. Like, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but let's say that that's a principle, what I was mentioning earlier, right? Someone's trying to give you a gift and all you have to do is let go to, to receive, right? If someone, if you're on mount and someone turns and gives you their back, you can either let them and get their back, possibly get a choke or try to force them and stay down on mount, uh, where you can stay on mount, but you're using energy to do that. Uh-huh. You don't want to exhaust yourself, especially if you're on top of the fight. So if they're giving you a gift, let go of the mount, let them feel like what they're getting is freedom and then trap them, take control and choke them, right? Or whatever it is. Or if, or if you're on mount and you're trying to get a submission and all you have to do is let go of the submission to keep the control, you know? And I, I applied that to the same thing in life. You know, I couldn't, I made that connection mm-hmm. from what the guy had said and then what Henry was saying about jujitsu. I was like, oh my goodness. All of these principles that he's talking about can also be applied into life. And I try to apply that when I teach the kids or any combatives class. If anyone's ever met, noticed it or, or realized it, because maybe they've made the connection on their own. Like, oh, wow, that's just like when I was at home. You know what I mean? And I love how everything can connect together like that. So this is all, you know, everything I'm talking about is mainly because God put the people he did um, in my life. For certain reasons, I feel like he, there's no coincidence that Johnny was put in my life. There's no coincidence that those other, you know, people, mm-hmm. Becky and Josh and Kyle and Carl and all these people, if they're even listening, put them in my life because he was working through that to get to me. You know what I mean? And now, now I'm, you know, in a better spot in life. I feel obviously we're always working, but on ourselves. Now I can do that to other people. I can do that for kids and other adults. It's worth noting, too, that some of these people that come into your life aren't necessarily a positive part of your life at that moment, right? Sometimes bad people and bad things can be used to give us perspective on things later on or put us in a position that will benefit us in the future. Yes. So here's another connection I can make for you right now that I just thought of right now while you were talking. So in what you're saying, hold on, I need coffee. (laughs) So what you're saying, right? How bad people could be, you know, could be used in, in certain ways or certain things in our life. I'm not saying they're bad people. Okay. I'm saying bad things or people that aren't necessarily good for your life. Got it. So, Henner had mentioned one time in a video, and I know I've heard Johnny talk about it. I know I've heard other people talk about it. I had just never made the connection. If you are getting, if you bait someone with a submission, mm-hmm. there's a chance they can get it, but there's also a very high chance that you can get out, right? So, earlier, actually, on my way here driving, I was listening to a song, and this guy was basically talking about how religion is crap and how God doesn't exist and how could you let this happen? How could you let that happen? How could you let this happen in the world if you're really good? And, you know, and, and I was listening to it and I was like, you know how the Bible says and 
don't listen to certain music, don't listen to certain influences because it could, you know, corrupt you. And I kind of made that connection. Well, if I go into this song already prepared of what it's going to say, and I, and I'm already like, well, you're not going to change my perspective of how I feel about God. I just want to understand your side. Now I listen to that song and I listen to it completely different. I don't look at it as, wow, this guy's speaking truth. I look at it like, man, that guy's so lost. I wish I could help him. I don't know him. I just heard his song just pop up right now on like a little discover thing because it's related to some other music I listen to supposedly. Or it's in like uh, your discover weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that where it throws me something random and I'm like, I don't know what this is. Same thing with the submission. I've given plenty of Americanas to get out of certain positions. Like I'll give you Americana to get out of mouth. If I'm ready for it and I know the escape out, I have a pretty good chance of getting it. And you have a pretty good chance of failing. And that can just keep going back and forth. You know what I mean? But if I if I'm in a if I'm in a submission, I know the escape. I want to get out right right now. Okay, I'll give you this so that way I can do elbow escape, trap and roll, whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, I made that connection just earlier driving here, right? And that's like kind of an example of what I was talking about with the principles of how I like how yes, it's the thirty two principles of jujitsu, but it can still be applied to mm-hmm. right? One thing Johnny taught me, actually, and I teach this at church um, with the kids. What does the word Bible mean? Like, it's an acronym. What does it mean? What do you think? I, or have I already told you? Have I already no, told you I, I did not know that it was, if it was if it is an acronym. I see. I know nothing, which is part of why I felt like this would be a good idea. Okay. Because I thought it would not only help our listeners develop a better understanding for jujitsu faith and you know how to operate those within their family but help ourselves as well Mm -hmm. right that was one of my main reasons for wanting to jump into this so hard yeah so bible is an acronym means basic instructions before leaving earth or or as henry would say right now dang (laughs) (laughs) or or no here's my here's my favorite Here's how, here's, here's what Johnny would say. Boom! <laughs> Come on, bro. That's, that's one of his two. It's, yeah. It, they're always <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. But I teach that at, at, you know, at church too. And now is that really like what it means? This is what Johnny taught me and it makes sense. I like it. I teach it. It works. And, and it makes a hundred percent sense because if you read the Bible, it is, it's an instruction manual. It's a history book. We're reading it so we can learn from the past not relive it not keep living it mm-hmm. but we're we keep doing it anyway you know what i mean and we're like when you get a table and i want to put it together i need to read the instruction manual not just look at the pictures and that's what people do they look at the pictures in the bible or they they caveman it right and so the directions in the trash because they're like well I'm, yeah yeah, I'm yeah. Smart, buff, and strong yeah i'll do it on my own i'll just live life on my own i'll put the table together myself and then they're like oh crap i need this instruction manual because i screwed up you know what I mean? And, and I don't mean like look at pictures in the Bible as actual physical pictures. Yeah. I mean like they won't put the context. People will use a Bible verse to try to fight the Bible. Out of like, context. oh, the Bible says this, but then the Bible says this. Okay, but you're 100% out of context. I've been guilty of that. Yes, and I have too. And that's why like when I teach, I try to put so much context into what I'm teaching you. Mm-hmm. When I read a verse for the kids at, at church, I'll read like, a couple verses earlier so they understand what's going on 
And I know some people will actually explain what's going on. Yeah. But I want to review what's going on and then we can discuss what we think that means later or during the same session, you know? And, um, but yeah, with context, it makes it so much easier to learn. So it's so easy to use the Bible as like an ex, I don't want to say excuse, but an excuse is, or as a weapon. Right? Yeah. But when it's taken, the Bible in- technically in a way is a weapon, right? It's our, it's our, it's our sword. Right. But that, but weapons can be used for good or evil, mm-hmm. no matter what the weapon was, you know, was originally created for, unfortunately. So people try to use the Bible. To, what's funny, though, is they try to use the Bible to fight the Bible. I'm going to use what the Bible to fight what mm-hmm. the Bible's saying. Okay, well, let's say you win. The Bible still wins. Yeah. It's not you that won. Same thing with jujitsu. If you beat me at jujitsu, okay, but jujitsu still wins. It's not karate that beat me it's not kung fu that beat me it's jujitsu that beat jujitsu you know what i mean not saying the not other arts are bad yes arts, no okay. we love we i 100 percent love other arts i believe you should train whatever you like and feel comfortable as long as it gives you what you're there for you know what i mean um but you see what i'm saying yeah. like it's not that you beat me with a completely different weapon you're using the same weapon to beat me. yours just you're just using it better at the moment or whatever you know and uh that was, uh, that was one of my biggest struggles with starting this podcast was I don't want to discuss something in the Bible and then someone be like, well, hey, you're wrong on this. But at the same time, that's perfect because then it shows you, hey, I'm not perfect at what I'm doing. You don't need to know everything to teach. You don't need to know everything to, to teach someone something, you know. You just need to know something. And that's a, that's a really fair point because we could say something that someone with more experience could totally disagree yes. with. Yes. Or, you know, maybe we got it completely wrong. Yeah. But, you know. Or we took it a certain way that was maybe taken out of context. And then someone can correct us and we can humble ourselves and be like, you know what? This person, last episode, we said this. This person had mentioned this. We thought about it. We discussed it. We talked about it. And you know what? A lot of people can't do that. It's hard, especially when you're on a public platform like this mm-hmm. where we're promoting this to people that we know at first, but eventually people we don't know might listen to, and we're going to get haters, which we're prepared for. We love haters. Just don't hate on us all you want. That's how we grow. Yes. I'm not saying, you know, go and beat your neighbor senseless with, you know, being rude and picking them apart out of their growth. But if someone comes to you in the context of, hey, I don't think what you're doing is the best, for you or for whatever, don't shut them out. Open up, accept what they have to say, ponder it, and use what you learn from that experience to grow yourself mm-hmm. and grow in your faith and to grow in Christ. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And that's a struggle I I had growing up. You know, mm-hmm. I was very very hard headed, <laughs> very much like not not a whole lot. It's my way or the highway. Just I don't want to listen. Like, do this. No. Why? Well, because you told me I have to, you know? And I don't know why I'm like that. Some, and sometimes I'm not. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then other times it's like, why don't you just listen? I don't know. I just, the way my brain works, the way I, I don't know. It's something I need to work on. You know what I mean? But over the years, I've definitely have gotten, I, I feel personally, I've calmed down and that I've 
gone in a way more positive direction than I could have been. I was just told some really cool stuff from by some family members earlier, uh, recently, by, you know, my sisters and stuff like that. I don't want to get into too many details about any of that, but that might be, it was very cool. Another time. Mm, probably not, but probably not. <laughs> the, just what I was told by my older sister and what she was saying to me, you know, like us realizing like where we were years ago and where we are all at now, you would have never guessed. Mm-hmm. Because we did stupid stuff. We said, you know what? Yeah, we're freaking stupid. And we had enough sense to be like, I need to stop doing this and try this way instead. And the thing is, is me and my sister and I are a little bit different in our beliefs, right? Like Mm -hmm. me and and God and her and her um, idea with that. And that's on her. Still love her. Um, We don't maybe may not agree on that. But what whatever we did, we switched our lives around. And we're doing way better now. I'm super proud of my older sister. I'm proud of my little sister about to have a baby. Um, Congrats. Com- yeah. Oh, yeah. Congrats. 100% Layla. I love you. <laughs> um, but it's cool to see, like, if you had known us when we were younger, you'd be like, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. And then to see where we're at now, you're like that. 100% different. You know? And it's because God's working in our life. And I feel like he's working through me to my family. And that's what this podcast is going to be, you know, grappling with God, but how we do that with our faith, right? Grappling with our faith, going on our ups and our downs. Same thing with jujitsu and same thing with our family. That's why we have the whole faith, family, and jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. Because yeah. those are our three pillars, right? Yes, that's it. That's that. I mean, and we're in such a wide range we can speak on. And i got to give props. Originally, the idea was we were going to call this podcast Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. I mentioned it as a joke, <laughs> and then, unfortunately, some naming stuff came up, and we decided to go somewhere different, and this is actually inspired from Johnny, actually, because he's the one who taught me about mm-hmm. the order, right? You're, here's the order you live, right? God first, family second, jiu-jitsu. God, family, jiu- in that order, and then that led to you know faith, family, jiu-jitsu, and all that. And that's a really cool thing, because... Even before I heard that story about how Johnny presented it to you, I told myself, I need to reevaluate my life, right? I've got some really bad things going on right now, and it's destroying me. I need to put God first, family second, and then I need jujitsu. Yes. And if you don't have God at the center of your family, your family's going to fall apart. If you don't have, if you don't have the God, the God is the glue to your life. Jesus is the glue to your life, right? Jiu-Jitsu is the glue to fighting. When nine times out of ten, fights end up on the ground. Mm-hmm. So when we go to the ground, what are you going to rely on? Wrestling is very is a little bit more of a sport, and if you're bigger, stronger, faster, you're probably going to win. Jiu-Jitsu, you know, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later too. I think in this episode when we start talking about like the origin of the, the podcast and stuff. I think part three. Part yes. three, yeah. Um, about when Jacob was wrestling the Lord and stuff like that. We kind of watched some stuff before we started recording. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's just a hard subject to kind of bring up because people don't want to discuss, Hey, I'm faulty and I need to fix it. Yeah. And we have a mat down there that says what leave your ego at the door. So with jiu-jitsu being the glue to fighting, you end up on the ground. You have to rely on jiu-jitsu to defend yourself because you are using, you're letting them get out all of their energy. You're 
and you're staying calm and letting, and you're taking care of them while you're fighting them. If you're learning jujitsu properly, you're learning jujitsu to hurt people. That, that is wrong. I don't care what you say. Um, and there is a difference between what we're talking about in the sport realm. Yes, hundred percent. Well, even in sport, I could take care of someone. If I'm about to drop someone on their head, it's my choice to slam them hard or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or or hurt them. You know, I don't have to go out of my way to do extra stuff to hurt you when we're when we're grappling, whether it's sportive or we're fighting. Now, if we're fighting for our life, that's a different topic. But um, it's jujitsu that's going to keep you safe. When when Jacob wrestled the Lord. I mean, I'm 100% convinced. God used jujitsu, bro. Yeah. You know, he he put Jacob in a leg lock and popped his heel out, and he lived for the rest of his life. He used jujitsu, okay? It wasn't kung fu. He didn't kick him. And what does jujitsu do? You use a little amount of energy, let them use all their energy, then you submit them. That's what God does with us all the time. We He lets us. We need to wrestle with God. We need to grapple with God so we can get better. When you grapple with your coach, you get better. You don't get better by beating everyone. You get better by grappling with someone better than you that can submit you at any time. You know what I mean? And if they can't, they should at least be able to give you a good run for your money. That's mm-hmm. that's how you get better. Iron sharpens iron. Okay? You don't go sharpen iron on like rubber or something where it's going to cut it. Iron sharpens iron. You can also use that idea, right, of learning jujitsu for the right reasons and flip it. If you're being taught to use jujitsu to hurt people, to beat someone, even if you're learning sport, I'm learning how to go against someone in a tournament. And yes, you're going to go in and you should have the mindset that I'm going in here to win. You shouldn't go in there thinking you're going to lose. But if you're taught, look, you cannot lose. You need to destroy this person and hurt them. You're being taught how to hurt people. Yeah, in jujitsu. But you're gonna apply that in life. What how you you know when you when you learn jujitsu, you're taught to you need to beat this person. If they tap, you don't let go. You break the arm unless the referee pulls you off. Okay, there's a time for stuff like that. And it's not in a competition against someone that's just here for fun and wants to go to work tomorrow. If you're just I want to be in the Olympics and I need to be, or you know, hopefully someday the jujitsu is in the Olympics, but um if you're on that level, okay, that doesn't mean you got to go around killing everyone, man. You know, and so, unfortunately, I mean, Karate Kid, the movie, and even kind of the show kind of explain this. There's good and there's bad to, you know, to martial arts. There is teachers that do not teach proper. You know, they don't teach good morals. They don't teach how to use jujitsu properly. They're taught that you're giving someone a weapon and then just letting them run free. And hopefully those people don't hurt someone, you know, and luckily a lot of people that would hurt someone, luckily they don't last, you know, they don't, they don't like hard work. They don't like to come into class and do all that. I'll just stay home. I'm tough. When I see red, you know, I get crazy and body start hitting the floor. Okay, cool. You stay thinking that while I train, you know? So if you do go into it with that mindset, I believe over time you should, you know, people start to change, but that's not, you know, that's not the truth. We've, we've even, I've even experienced firsthand, you know, black belts, uh, instructors that are jerks. And I've also witnessed people that aren't high up in jujitsu and they're nice and they're great people, you know? So it really comes down to who you're learning from and how you're learning. Cause you can learn jujitsu to hurt someone. You can also learn jujitsu to protect someone. You can learn about, 
you know, you can, you can learn about God and it could be shoved down your throat and you can hate every second of it, or you could be taught properly. And, you know, when you mess up, not shown that, oh, you're going to hell, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Okay. That's what kicks people out and not, they're not kicks people out. That's what makes people want to leave, you know? And so I actually had something very similar to this happen with an ex-girlfriend when I was out of get, trying to get out of my life, the lifestyle I was in and start taking this, you know, you are who you hang out with. I hang out with a lot of really good and great people. And my life is very great now. And yes, now. And because I live the way God wants me to sometimes, you know, sometimes I mess up. Sometimes I do exactly what he wants me to. And I, and I can normally tell the difference sometimes. Um, but she was walking a different path. And I don't want to get too much into her stuff, but basically she put her, she relied on a family member who was in the church, very much in the church. And she went, grew up going to church and was basically taught, you know, if you do this or you think this way or this or this or that, you're going to hell. And she grew up constantly like being attacked in a way and they're doing it out of love. It's just the way they're doing it was what was wrong. It is what actually turned her off and turned and took her away from, from, from that, you know, and believing in God. And she's wrestled with it. She's even admitted to me when we were together and I was on my way out of that lifestyle. And she was still kind of going down that path that, you know, when you were getting certified, I prayed for you. And that meant a lot to me because we were going through stuff. We were going through a breakup and she still had enough love to pray for me when she doesn't even, you know, so she says, believe, not believe in God, but like doesn't believe in what the Bible says, you know, and women and all that stuff, which I don't want to get into. Can, can we, can we clarify what you mean by getting certified? What do you mean? Uh, oh, when I got certified to be an instructor in jujitsu, um, she prayed for me the day that, that they were sending people home. And I told her like, Hey, you know, today's the day that they probably send you home if you fail or whatever. And so she prayed and she, yeah, she did. I didn't even ask her to, she just didn't tell me she did. It was really cool to hear that. And we're still friends, you know, her and I are, are really good friends which to some people is weird, apparently, to be friends with an ex. We were friends first. We got together. It didn't work out. And we're friends I now, mean, you know? <laughs> isn't that how any relationship starts as friends? Well, right? yeah. Well, technically, people are going to hate that I'm saying this right now. And Sorry, I took a drink of water. It's hot up here. <laughs> um, Water's good. We, good you know, it, it is, we should get married first before we do certain things and start having families and all that. We should, you know, I think it, it's very good. And do people make life work without it? Yes. Did I do everything right? No, I did get married first before I had a kid, but you know, my youth, I didn't do everything right. And does that mean that, well, all right, well, I'm, I messed up. I'm going to hell. I don't think so because God looks at your heart and he looks at your intention. Unfortunately for her. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Cause okay. I want to loop back to this, but correct me if I'm wrong in the Bible. Jesus, Jesus doesn't say if you do this, you're going to go to hell. He says, if you do this and you continue to do it without you become comfortable in sin. Yes. Without repenting and coming to, the father, um, you will go to hell. But by his grace, we're forgiven. Yes. Right? Yes. Did I did I phrase that right? 
I believe so. I believe so. Well, because when we were kind of talking about this last night, and the way we were talking about it last night should have been recorded because the way we were talking about it last night would have been way better. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, that, I mean, I, I believe that what you're saying is true. For her to put her, you know, her faith in her, her family member who loved her and is a great guy. Don't get me wrong. He's amazing. But the way he was doing things was just wrong, unfortunately. And that's what turned me off from religion as well. I had another um, ex that I had gone through stuff with. And the reason why what turned me off from going with, from being with her mainly was the fact that her and her family pushed it on me so hard and it would make me feel bad if I didn't go. And it was the people that didn't do that that got me to actually come to church, you know, and and actually enjoy it. So when I and I understand both sides because there's been times where I've wanted to kind of get a little hard on someone because of something. And I'm like, no, because that's what someone did to you and and you didn't like it. So you need to figure out a way to get this person to still come to church or whatever. But you need to do it in a different way. And you need to be patient. And some and people, it's worked. Some people might respond to the hard stuff. Some, yes, some, not everybody, but. You know, Jesus didn't call us to go and beat down doors uh, and preach the gospel. He called us to live. Yes, by, live by example. example. Yep, 100%. And that's the, always the struggle, right? <laughs> as parents, right? With our families, even as kids sometimes, for our parents, um, as brothers and sisters, as cousins or nieces, whatever, you know? As neighbors. We, as neighbors, right? One thing I talk about with the kids sometimes is like, how many of you guys know all your neighbors on your street? Now we live in the high desert, so sometimes come some of these kids, their neighbors are like, well, my neighbor, well, I have three neighbors, and they all live like you know around me in the desert. So okay, that kind of makes sense a little bit, but like, you don't do you know your neighbor? Do you go over there? Do you guys hang out often? Like, no, we all stay in our houses and shelter ourselves. So like, my wife and I lived at um, this one house for how much? Shoot, it was like three, four years. And the week before we moved, we realized that two doors down, there was a family with kid, kids the same age as our daughter, and we didn't know they existed. But for those two weeks, they played constantly, and it was like, now we feel bad because we're moving, and we really have no mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's upsetting. Um, I don't have that yet. I only have a two-year-old. But... Someday I'm sure we'll we'll handle that. The, th the um, I think this was a really good session for our first episode mm -hmm. because this is a th I think the three part idea is good because this whole episode was more for me, which was your idea by the yeah. way. Before anyone's like, oh, there goes Aaron again, always getting his way. No, this was Kurt's idea because <laughs> of alphabetical order. Or whatever. Alphabetically, <laughs> and, you know, you are in the. The purple vault, you're Ben. No, don't, no, that doesn't, no. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> Look, I appreciate it, but some people just got to know, like, that was Kurt's idea to do the first part yeah. on me. Um, I was actually thinking it would be better to do it on you because it was your idea to actually do the podcast. I said it as a joke, and you took it to this, and look what we're doing now. Yeah. So I thought it would have been more appropriate, but hey, you get the next part. You get the first is the worst, second is the best. Now what? Ah, one now. So Kurt's gonna get the second ep the second part to this episode, and then part three is actually gonna be us talking about how we met. Because he was telling me earlier, oh man, you didn't talk about how we met because I was saving it for part three about how we <laughs> met and how this whole podcast idea came to be. We hope you guys enjoyed this first session. 
Uh, didn't go exactly how we had planned. It could have been better, but hey. But how many things do go to plan? Nothing at hardly ever goes to plan because God has his own plan, right? Exactly. And, yeah. Um, so I think, because you were talking about closures, right? And I was thinking that it'd be more, it'd be great to have a closure every episode that just flows with what we're talking about. Well, what better than a prayer? Yeah. So we pray at the end of every episode, right? So thank you, Jesus, for allowing Curtis and I to figure stuff out today so we can get this episode recorded. Thank you for allowing us to speak into these people's lives. We hope that what we were saying is going to impact them in a very positive way. Um, and, you know, we pray that we're able to continue to do this and that everything works out right. And we can do this through you and have you at the center of it, because obviously that's what's going to make it work the most. In your precious name, amen. Amen.